Welcome to Varnan where we tell you inspiring short stories about Bharat and the heroes who have left a mark on our rich culture and heritage. Hello, I'm Priyal, an engineering student and I'm on a mission to make Indian history cool again. Join us as we walk down this often forgotten road. Today I'm going to be talking about Rabindranath Tagore. Rabindranath Tagore is considered one of the greatest minds of the modern era. His creativity knew no limit. He was a poet, a writer, a lyricist, a composer, a philosopher, and a social reformer as well. He represented India and its values at the international level. He became the first non-European to win a Nobel Prize in literature. Born on May seventh, eighteen sixty-one, Tagore was the youngest of his thirteen siblings. His family was a long-time resident of the city of Burdwan. A few years before his birth, his family moved to the then capital of India, Kolkata. Tagore's birth happened in Jora Sangho Mansion. Rabindra hailed from a rich family. He lost his mother at the age of three and was brought up mostly by servants. His father was an active traveler. Back in the days, traveling was a lengthy business. In the absence of his parents, Rabindra looked up to his elder siblings. Two of his elder siblings, named Vijendranath and Jyoti Rindranath, inspired him the most. Vijendranath was a philosopher and a poet, while Jyoti Rindranath was a musician and a composer. Rabindra started learning musical instruments at a young age of five, and by the age of eight, he wrote his first poem. The absence of parents also meant no pressure to attend school. Rabindra hated attending schools. According to him, schools and education systems were meant to suppress curiosity. His education journey at the local presidency college lasted only a day. The Jorasanko Mansion also hosted a variety of important and talented guests. These guests included some of the country's best musicians, writers, and thinkers. Rabindra made a habit of learning from these greats. Through this process, Rabindra ended up learning geography, anatomy, history, drawing, literature, mathematics, Sanskrit, and English. A healthy mind resides in a healthy body. Rabindra's elder brother Hemantranath knew this saying. He made sure that Rabindra prioritizes his body as much as his mind. He made him swim across the river Ganga. He also taught judo and gymnastics. Thanks to him, Rabindra maintained a healthy and toned body throughout his life. In 1873, Rabindra with his father left Calcutta for a national tour. They visited the Golden Temple of Amritsar, their property at Shantiniketan. They halted in the hill of Dalhousie. The city library piqued Rabindra's interest. While in Dalhousie, Rabindra completed lots of biographies and books on Sikhism. This tour had a profound impact on him. In the future, he would go on to write six poems dedicated to Sikhism. At the age of sixteen, he returned to Jorasanko. He published his first poem, but under a pseudonym. He later convinced experts to believe that the poem was from a poet of the past. He used the name Bhanu Simha, Sun Lion. A year later, he published his first story under his name, the short story named Bikarini, a woman beggar. The same year, he also published two other poems. His father always wanted him to become a barrister. Against his wish, Rabindra was enrolled in a public school in Sussex, England. 
Rabindra took this opportunity to get familiar with Western poetry. As an assignment, he researched the works of Shakespeare. But soon he knew this was not his way. After a year in England, he came back to India. As an adult, he was now expected to do some earning. Though his poetry was popular in the Bengal region, the rest of India was still in the dark of his excellence. This meant that his poetic skills were not financially viable. Even though he belonged to a rich family, he also had 12 siblings. As a result, he started managing his ancestral estate lands. His job was to collect tax and rent money from farmers. This period helped him understand how the environment of rural India was. Rabindra was a soft-spoken man with an appealing vocabulary. He would help farmers in need and relax taxes if a situation arises. This made him popular amongst the villagers. He would often be invited to their houses. His future stories would contain thorough details of the village and its poverty. Far away from the hustle and bustle of Calcutta, the peaceful village life helped Rabindra's productivity. From the year 1891 to 1895, he wrote one-third of his total works. These experiences gave him a lot of confidence as a leader and an orator. He moved to their property of Shanti Niketan and opened a marble floor ashram. The campus also had a prayer hall, a school, a garden and a library. After his father died in 1905, Rabindra sold a lot of his property that he got from inheritance. At the same time, he gained readers from all over India. His poems Naivedya and Kheya got translated to multiple languages. Tagore had already lost his wife in 1902. He decided to use his money for a world tour. He started from the east. He visited the nations of Cambodia, Indonesia, Malaysia and Thailand. In 1910, he completed the most recognized poem named Gitanjali. The word Gitanjali meant an ode to songs. He travelled back to Europe with his translated copy of Gitanjali. In 1913, he got to know that he had won the Nobel Prize for Literature for his work in Gitanjali. This made him even more popular. Nations, one after the other, began inviting him over. Many important people across the world became admirers of his poetry. He visited Iraq on a special request for the tribal chief. He visited Sweden to collect his Nobel. This is where he met the likes of Albert Einstein, Bernard Shaw. His talks with Einstein on God's existence are considered a historic jewel. He then went on to the continents of America. He visited Argentina and was hosted by Victoria Ocampo. He then moved toward North America, first visiting Mexico and then America. He loved the freedom of expression American culture provided. He kept visiting America many more times in the future. In 1915, Rabindranath Tagore was awarded a knighthood by the royal family of Britain. Four years later, he denounced the title following the Jallianwala Bagh massacre. This marked his entry into the political scenario. Afterwards, Shantiniketan hosted some of the biggest national leaders of the time, including Gandhi. Rabindranath's political ideology was unique for his time. On one hand, he was against imperialism, on the other, he also rejected Gandhi's national movements. Tagore opposed the idea of handmade goods. He wanted to gain freedom through development and education. The last five years of his life were very painful. He suffered from regular illness, including two months of comatose. But the pain inspired him even more. 
these last years produced the best of his works. Even in pain, he kept outpouring his creativity. His friend A.K. Sen received his last poem a day before his death. On the day of 30th July 1941, Tagore slept through the eternal night. Rabindranath Tagore was born with a silver spoon, but he never let this fact become clutches to his creativity. Two nations, India and Bangladesh, have their national anthems written by Tagore. The depth of his work is beyond measure. His ability to say so much with so few words remains unmatched. The sweetness with which they were written and the deep meanings that they hold leave you spellbound. The more you read his work, the more you learn from them. This is why the world fondly remembers him as Gurudev, a.k.a. Teacher. Thank you for joining. Hope you liked today's episode. As we bring more exciting stories, make sure you support us on Instagram and Twitter. Also, subscribe to stories on Varnan.in where we'll send you one such story every day straight to your inbox. If you have a topic in mind that you would like to hear about or if you'd like to sponsor one of our episodes, please reach out to me on my email priyal at varnan.in that is p-r-i-y-a-l at v-a-r-n-a-n dot i-n.